Good morning, class. <laughs> Welcome to Faith School. Hallelujah. Faith School is where our faith gets fed, our spirit grows stronger, and we learn how to be an overcomer. Friend, we've saved you a place right here in the front. Got your seat. Get your Bible. Get you something to take notes with. And we're going to learn how to operate in the God kind of life, which is a victorious, is living by faith is the most exciting, the most, the greatest adventure. It is the most wonderful life you could possibly have. It's the one that pleases God. It's the one that enables you to overcome every problem that comes into your life and to receive every good blessing. We're going to release faith. We're going to believe that God helps us specifically for today. So wherever you are, uh, give this your full attention for these next few minutes and let something change you, happen in your spirit on the inside. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for another opportunity to get together. We acknowledge your Holy Spirit is our teacher and our guide. Your Holy Word is the ultimate, complete, and final authority. What you say is the authority for everything in our lives. We ask you to teach us about this wonderful thing called faith, how to please you and how to live like you've ordained and called us to live. We ask for answers, for direction, and help. Only you know exactly what we need right now. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's turn again to Scripture that we looked at on yesterday. Let's look at Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Um, if you weren't with us last week, we spent a whole week in faith school talking about why faith. Why is faith God's choice for us? And we found out faith is not just adherence to a set of beliefs, what faith are you, what faith are you. Faith is not a group, uh, faith churches, faith ministries. Uh, faith is not a movement, something that happened and it was emphasized for a few years. The just shall live by faith. Faith is how God functions. Faith is how God operates. It's how he's called us to live. So if you weren't with us for last week, go back and, and review. won't cost you anything but some time. Get in there. Get these, let, let that foundation get built in you because what we're looking at now is built on that. We began yesterday, though, this week, talking about what faith is. What is faith? And not just uh, anybody and everybody's opinion and idea about it. What does God say faith is? And we saw Hebrews 11.1 1 gives us the, um, I mean, the perfect definition of faith. And Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, Young's literal translation said, faith is of things hoped for a confidence of matters not seen a conviction. So these two words are used, confidence and conviction. 
We saw in Romans 4, and in fact, would you put that on the chalkboard? And we have this amazing invisible assistant that, that puts things on the chalkboard that we're so thankful for. Uh, Romans 4.20, Romans 4.20 uh, lifts up Abraham as such an example of faith and says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And verse 21 said, he was fully persuaded. Everybody say, fully persuaded. Fully persuaded that what he, God, had promised, he, God, was able also to perform. So in one word, one word, what is faith? Persuasion. If you, if you have faith in something, you are persuaded about that. You're no longer wavering. You're no longer wondering. You're no longer vacillating. And uh, we saw in the book of James that if you need something from God, he said, ask for it. And he specified wisdom. He said, if you need wisdom, and man, we do every day of our life. We, we need to know, how do I do this? How's this going to turn out? Which way to go? He said, ask. Ask the Father for wisdom. He'll give it to you. He'll give you wisdom liberally, plenty. He won't upbraid you about it. He won't chasten you about it. He'll just give it to you. And it goes on to say, though, that you got to ask in faith. Nothing wavering, because he that wavers is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For the, the wavering man or woman don't think you'll receive anything. An, an unstable person, excuse me, a, a double-minded person is unstable, he said, in all their ways. So this lack of faith, this lack of persuasion results in instability. Now, I'm not going to ask you if you know of any unstable people in your life because truth is we've all had our moments where we were unstable. What makes you unstable? Being unsure. Un being unsure makes you vacillate. Vacillating and wavering makes you unstable. And being unstable prevents us from receiving. So this, this is serious stuff. He said uh, if you're uh, wavering and double-minded, you won't receive anything. You're unstable in all your ways. This is a condition we cannot tolerate because we need to receive from God. We need to be able to receive what we pray for. We need to be able to uh, receive prayers for our children Prayers for our finances, prayers for healing of our body and any number of things, direction in life. I mean, he's talking about the basics of wisdom, just knowing what to do, uh, how to handle things to get through the day. And you, we won't even get that wisdom, we won't get that knowledge unless and until we can stop wondering and wavering and get persuaded, get stabilized, get rooted and grounded. The scripture tells us in the book of Hebrews that it is impossible for God to lie. 
And in talking about that, he mentions that that revelation that God, uh, he can't fail, he can't lie, is like an anchor, or it, it is an anchor to our soul. Well, in this uh, world where the waves can get uh, high and, and storms can blow and the wind can blow, you need something that stabilizes you, something that anchors, and, and our soul is where we, we can have the uh, challenges, your feelings, your emotions, all the thoughts that come through your mind. If you listen to the wrong thing, think about the wrong thing, talk about the wrong thing, watch the wrong things, you'll be blown all over the place like James was talking about, like a wave being blown by the wind. But the Word of God doesn't change. It reads exactly the same no matter what's on the news, no matter what anybody else is going through, no matter what kind of upheaval. Uh, the markets might be experiencing or uh, government leaders might be going through. When you open Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you read Romans, when you read Galatians, anywhere from Genesis to Revelation, it reads the same. God doesn't change. His will doesn't change. His perfect ways don't change. And if we'll feed on this and get our mind renewed to this, we will become so stable. We will stop all this vacillation and all this wobbling and all this wavering. And when people uh, talk to us about certain areas of life, there are a lot of things we don't know. And we can say, well, we don't know. We believe in the Lord to show us. But when we do see something in the Word like it's His will for everybody on earth to be saved. He's not willing for any to perish. Then we should stop asking questions about is it God's will for somebody to be saved. We know it is. No more vacillation. Well, the same Bible tells us it's His will for us to be healed. It's His will for our needs to be met. It's His will for us to be filled with the Spirit. It's His will for us to enjoy life and be victorious and, and have peace that passes understanding. The more we feed on faith food, the more our soul gets anchored and the more we get stable. We get like Abraham, fully persuaded. Somebody say it again. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. That what? That what God said? He's not going to change it. He's well able to do it. Can you see what it does to you? It causes peace to come on you. You're no longer wondering. You're no longer wavering. You're not guessing. You're not asking everybody and their brother and sister what they think about it. It's so wonderful. You know, if you get good counsel from a brother or sister or a pastor or friend or relative, if you really get something good, they got it from God. God gave it to you through them. And that's wonderful and we can benefit 
things. I trust that you're benefiting something through us and through this class right now. But as a child of God, you can go straight to the source. Straight to God himself. Everything he said in his Bible, in the Word, it's forever perfect. It's forever true. There will never come an update or version 2.0 of the Scriptures. Never. Never. Why? Because when he said it the first time, it was and is perfect. Perfect. And when we receive it, and we get settled on what he said, and settled on what his will is, we get in a position where nothing can move us. We become unshakable. We become immovable. I, I like what uh, uh, Brother Paul said. The Spirit of God quickened him to say it in the book of Acts. You know, he had experienced a lot of uh, challenges and difficulties. And you know, uh, no, nobody said that there were never going to be any challenges. The Bible said, they that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But the thing is, when you know God and you're settled in Him, you overcome. Every time after time. You just keep overcoming. You just keep overcoming. You just keep overcoming. And if it didn't turn out the way you wanted the first time, you're not done. You're not done. Here we go again. He always causes me to triumph. And so Paul had experienced, you know, <clears throat> persecution, uh, being stoned, being run out of town, being whipped, being beat, being put in chains, uh, put on this ship with these prisoners, caught in a hurricane, ship went down, all these kind of things. Prior to this, when part of this had already happened, he made this statement. He said, none of these things move me. Don't you like that? None of these things move me. Well, how could he say that? Why would he say that? He must be stable, not unstable. What would make him so stable? He has fellowship with God enough through his word and by his spirit that he's become fully persuaded. He's become completely convinced about some things concerning God's will and his character and his ways. And when the Lord told him, now I'm sending you, some things are going to happen, but I got you. I'm going to take care of you. You're going to be okay. He believed it. He was convinced. And uh, even during that hurricane, he was in the, uh, by, you know, the, the cabin part of that ship praying and an angel told him, he said, you've got to preach before Caesar. You must bear witness. And so he realized, I can't die. I can't die out here in this storm. Even when they got on the island and he got bit by a poisonous snake, he just shook it off. Why? I can't die out here. I've already heard from the Lord. Was he fully persuaded? Yes. He was fully persuaded. No, I have appointments to keep, to do what God has called and made me to do. 
And so when we talk about having faith and living by faith, can you see again, it's not just a theological position. It is a condition of spirit. It is what anchors the soul. It is what stabilizes the mind and helps you to be completely unmoved by what is moving everybody else. It's so wonderful. If you get a bad report, to realize this is not the final word on this. If you have some alarming symptoms or if you have a bunch of bills that showed up that you weren't expecting and planning on, where other people become unstable and start crying and start, you know, oh, what are we going to do? And oh, no. And faith will cause you to just smile and go, we've been here before. God has come through for us every time, and He'll never fail us. He cannot lie, and He cannot fail. And so I, my soul, I feel the tug of that, of that chain and that anchor, that anchor of His faithfulness, knowing He can't lie and can't fail. Can you say amen? amen. Thanks be unto God who never fails, who always causes us to triumph, we can be fully persuaded. Let's look at it again. It says that faith is of things, Young's literal, that faith is of things hoped for, confidence. Of things not seen, conviction. Hallelujah. Things not seen, conviction. Confidence and conviction. Confidence and conviction. Put up on the screen, please, Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 23rd verse. Hebrews 10, 23. <clears throat> One of the most practical ways that we live this out is described in this verse. Hebrews 10, 23 said, let us do what? Hold fast the profession. Now that's King James. A lot of your modern translations will say confession, referring to what you say. Hold fast the confession of our faith. How? Without wavering. Why? Why would we not waver about it? Because the one that told us is faithful. Faithful is he that promised. You can tell that you're being moved by your words. If you begin to waver, that'll show up immediately in your mouth. Well, I don't know. I thought so, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. That's not holding fast the confession of faith. The confession of faith, if it's based on the unchanging Word of God, then if God's Word doesn't change, what I'm saying shouldn't change. I should be just as persuaded tomorrow as I am today, because if it was true yesterday, it's still true today, it's still true tomorrow, it's not going to change. Now everything around me will change. 
But that doesn't change. That's the anchor to my soul. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. I know uh, in our own life, Phyllis, my wife, and myself, uh, whether, whether it's personal or whether it's ministry, makes no difference. Faith works the same. We've learned that the, the beginning of a thing, when you know you got a need or you know something needs to happen, the first thing we got to do is hear from the Lord. Because how can we be persuaded of something He said unless we know what He said? How can we be persuaded He's going to do this if we didn't hear Him say He's going to do it, either by His written word or by His Spirit? So step one is ask Him. Go to Him. Go to the Word. Go to him in prayer. Lord, what about this situation? What about it? But then as you do that, you'll get a phrase. You'll get a word. It could be a part of a scripture. It can be a phrase that the Spirit of God quickened to you. Sometimes it's as simple as this is going to turn out well. Uh, all of these, all, all our needs are met. Uh, I call my whatever part of your body that hadn't been working right, I call my kidneys perfect. I call my lungs clear. There'll be a phrase that'll come to you, that'll stand out to you, and when you think about it or you hear it, you get a, a quickening on the inside. And when you get that phrase, that's your word. That's the thing you want to hold fast to. And God doesn't change. He's not going to tell you one day this is going to turn out well and then after a week he tell you, well, it, it may not turn out well. He, he's not going to do that. He, that's not him. He doesn't change. When he tells you something and you heard it from him and you get that phrase that quickens and excites you, that's the thing you must hold on to. That's the thing you must hold fast to without changing, without wavering, without being moved, without vacillating. And you just, you just get tenacious about it. And you just keep saying it every time, every time. I know every project that we've had in the church, we will get on something and the Lord will give us a phrase. He'll give us a word. And we stay on that, and it may, be, it may be a year, might be three years, might be five years, but, but we, we, we sink our teeth into that, so to speak, and we, we, we wrap our arms around that, and we don't let anything change us. We, we say, we are persuaded of this, we are convinced of this, and so our confession of faith doesn't change. We don't waver with it. I know in the church now for some time, oh, for the past several months now, we've been saying this. We have extra coming in. <laughs> uh, these guys are agreeing. <laughs> we have extra coming in, and we're paying everything off quickly. Now, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Because over the course of time, we've become convinced that that's the will of God through His Word, 
through numerous verses. And his spirit has quickened that to us. And we've been just getting every week. They read uh, before the offering time testimonies of this very thing happened. We just recently read of people that paid off their houses and paid off their cars and paid off their credit cards. And what, were, what had they been saying? I got extra coming in. I got extra coming in. I'm paying everything off quickly. That was and is a confession of faith. But you don't say, I got extra coming in. And then something happened that bothers you that you see or feel that tomorrow and you go, man, we never have enough. We never have enough. I just, oh man, we're always behind. No, see, you're wavering. And what did James warn us about? The wavering person won't receive. Unstable, double-minded. We, we cannot be on today, off tomorrow. Yeah, God's good today. Tomorrow, we don't know. <laughs> Got extra coming in today. And tomorrow, man, where does it all go? <laughs> We've got to be consistent. God is consistent. The Lord is the same yesterday, today, forever. His word reads the same every day of the week, every week of the month. And when we are fully persuaded of what he said and we got that word that, or that phrase that's quickened to us. We've got to hold fast that confession without wavering. And if we do, we'll give the Lord something to work with in our lives. We will give the Spirit of God something to anoint. We'll give the angels something to work and accomplish in our lives. Let's give God something to work with. Can you say amen? Thanks be unto God. You can be persuaded. You can be established. You can be unmoved, unwavering. If you read in the Psalms, you'll see Psalm number one even, and then others beside that. It talks about the person that's established in him will be like a tree planted by the river of waters. And no matter what kind of drought comes, your leaf won't fade. And no matter what happens in the world around you, you keep bearing fruit every season. Can you see that? And, uh, and no matter uh, what the world may be so scared of and so, so unstable about, in the midst of it, you and I can be anchored. We can be strong in faith fully persuaded, giving glory to God that what He promised, He will perform. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, that's it for today, class. We'll see you next time in Faith School.